Uh, we are not talking about politics. We are not talking about government. We are not talking about terrorism. We are talking to Jonathan, who moved to Israel about three years ago. Uh, and he lives in Tel Aviv, and he is here to talk about what life is like on the ground in Israel today. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ben. So you, I hope I was right. You moved to Israel about three years ago. Is that right? It's closer to a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's ballpark. Yeah. So, so, you, so you, well, you're perfectly suited to answer this next question. What is the biggest yeah. difference between life, uh, everyday life before last weekend and today? Well, I mean, before we get into last weekend, I have to say I was in Toronto a month ago, and, and for me, that, that's a, the hugest difference. Um, but to bring it back to Israel, uh, last weekend was a sunny weekend. It was a Jewish holiday. Uh, people were gathering for family meals, um, and after family meals, heading out to go to, you know, their favorite bars or parties. I mean, we've all heard about the, the rave that happened in the desert that weekend. Um, this weekend has been, uh, as you can imagine, completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, throughout, throughout, throughout the week, we've kind of witnessed a buildup of uh, civic action. I'm getting goosebumps right now describing it to you. It's been absolutely wonderful seeing how the people have pulled together, and not just Israelis, not just Jews, just across the board. It's been, it's been really wonderful. Yeah, I, and I, I like the point that you made before. I think I have not yet had the privilege of, of visiting Israel, but I've been told by many people who've come back that uh, they are struck by um, the cultural difference of what a, what a democracy looks like that is constantly under siege. Uh, there's a there's a different mentality. There's a there's a different attitude. Uh, danger means something different. Uh, risk means something different. And so uh, so they, they, there's a departure from that to this sort of new reality that that, that you're living in, isn't there? Well, you're absolutely right, and that's very succinctly put. Well, first of all, let me tell you, you're always invited to come and visit. We'd love to have you. Oh, thank. I, I have every uh, intention. Every intention, Jonathan. Well, well let's let's make let's have coffee when you're here. <laughs> but um, to 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 answer your question, um, yeah, it, it's a different kind of democracy, um, and just historically speaking, it's such a small country with such a small population. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone is somehow connected to someone else. So when something like this kicks off, and, and as you say, the type of danger that, and the type of siege that we live every day happens, uh, people really always know my brother's friend, my cousin's girlfriend, sister-in-law, this. It's, it's really it's, the, the, the degrees of separation on the, on the very lame expression at this point, but the degrees of separation are very small here. So what we're seeing is people have a connection here to each other that is exceptionally strong. And I think that that's a huge driver in terms of the civic action we've seen both from Israelis who are, you know, giving up rooms in their yeah. houses or uh, and, and inviting families who've been uh, bereaved or displaced uh, from the south of Israel. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, the amount of help being given completely selflessly is is beautiful to behold. And, you know, I don't even want to call it a silver lining because it doesn't feel appropriate. 
But it's, if there is a silver lining to this horrible situation, that's the one I'm going to hold on to. I have to ask, because you've only been there for a short while, do you have a connection to somebody who's been lost in the, in the violence? So some of my colleagues, my one colleague, we're all, we're all praying that they find her cousin, her first cousin, who was one of the people who was at the party in the desert. You know, the, it's gotten to the point now where people from her family have had to go and give DNA samples so that they can identify who's who. Um, and they're really hoping that, uh, that they find him so that they can at least give him a proper burial and, uh, and grieve in the Jewish traditional way. Uh, John, right. But again, I want, I, I want to reiterate, this is, this is not just a, an Israeli thing. There's, you know, one of the, my friend's elderly grandparents has a, has a carer who lives with him, and he's from Thailand, and he's not been seen since last weekend. So, you know, the word has been put out and we're doing everything to find that person as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm so glad I'm speaking to somebody on the ground because the chattering classes here have sometimes referred to this uh, crisis as an existential threat to Israel. I've heard leaders in Israel counter that and say, we are, this is not an existential threat. We are, um, you know, our resolve is as strong as ever. We've beaten everyone back that's ever come after us. And so we're, we're going to do that here too. This is a, this is an awful loss, loss of life. And, uh, we're not happy about this, but it is not an existential threat. How does it feel so on what, the ground? So what I, obviously, as, as you know, I've been here only a couple of years, but I, I grew up, you know, very aware of Israel growing up Jewish. It was always something that was very present throughout our education, both at home and at school. Um, there is a sense here on the ground that this time is different. There is a sense on the ground that this, this is a, there'll be a before the October 7th and after the October 7th. Um, but at the same time, the chattering classes abroad, you know, Israel has been aware of Hamas's Visa raison d'être since 1989, when it came into existence. It's an organization that up until, I think it was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I, again, I'm not a politician, up until approximately 2017, the stated aim was to wipe not just Israel, but Jews off the map all over the world. They retracted that in 2007, which, you know, doesn't give us as much comfort as one would think, but, you know, it's something. Um, so, yeah, there is a sense that th this time is different. This time is different, and the, the nuances that a lot of people seem to be missing is the nuance between you know, the monolith that has been described as the Palestinians or as the Jews is much more nuanced. There are the Hamas, there are the peace-loving Palestinians, there is the completely rightful pe uh, freedom fight that the Palestinians have. Um, but Hamas is not a friend to their cause at this point. And that's, that's why people are being shrill and alarmist about existential threats. I don't think it is that, personally. Nope. Um, but, but I can see how it would look that way from abroad. Well, uh, one of the things that makes these makes the, uh, the Hamas fighters, uh, there, there's no way you could call them freedom fighters, is the glee with which they are sh showing off the uh, their depravity on social media and it is uh, something that the press here in north america is actually airing they're, they're not blurring the images necessarily they're saying you have to see this when those images are shown to the people who are directly affected the israeli people 
what is your sense of their reaction? I mean, is it does it does it embolden them to end this once and for all? Well, I think it's too soon to tell that. I think right now people are just you know it's trauma. It's yeah. trauma of the worst kind, right? I mean. PTSD is something that will stay with people for years and years and years, whether it's from a car accident or, a, you know, a, whatever the case may be. So to, to say now at this point what the reaction is going to be in real kind of political terms, I, I, I'm certainly not the, the right person to make a call on that. Um, but as a human being, I can honestly say that it's, it's too soon to be thinking about that. Right now we're just pulling together and in survival mode, right? So... That's the situation as I see it. Well, Jonathan, thank you for sharing the situation as you see it. Uh, and uh, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure there are going to be a number of people who agree with me. Uh, I'm, I, I send you off with my best thoughts and my prayers for you and everyone you know and everyone you don't know in Israel. Thank you. That's very kind of you, Ben. It means a lot. Thank All you. Right. All right. You take care and stay safe.